Hello, Divine Souls, and welcome to The Divine Spiral, where we let spirit and intuition guide the conversation to where it's supposed to be for our highest good. I'm Michael Braden. And I'm Jordan Johnson. And just know that you are not here by accident. We feel this energy has attracted your soul to this episode for a very divine reason. And this is actually the first episode in a new mini-series we're going to call Our Divine Scars. And this is where we really focus on our deeply like personal and vulnerable wounds our own spiritual wounds it's kind of modeled after how me and michael like have always helped grown each other back and forth through our current challenges yeah literally for the whole time of our relationship we've gone to each other for advice and counsel and just to get the other person's perspective about what we're going through right now in our own individual healing journeys and it's really good just to hear another perspective you know um it can really open your mind it can really make you look at things in a way that you hadn't thought of so uh, we've always found it really helpful and encouraging to do this. And, you know, literally this morning I went to him for something I was going through and he said, wait, before we talk about this, let's record this and see where it goes. So we're just going to do it. And maybe by us talking through our process, we can help someone um, through their process and where they are in their journey. And that's the whole point of this is if we can just talk about our individual process and you get something from this, then we have done our job so uh, today it's actually going to be something that i'm working through and it's something that this podcast has brought up for me this podcast has brought up a ton for both of us and we will talk about this in future episodes it's just insane how it's been a mirror for us and how it's shown us our own wounds that we hadn't known about and literally just in the short time of us doing this we have both learned so much about ourselves so i think that that's really insane but Kind of the biggest thing that's come up for me is coming to terms that my family's going to be listening to this. And my family has some different views from my current views. So a little bit of a background, like I was raised um, Southern Baptist, so very um, Christian, very firm in that beliefs. And I, I am very happy and grateful that I had that foundation growing up because God's always been in my life and uh, I've always been open to the idea that there is more than just us. There is more than this going on. So uh, I'm very thankful to have had that foundation, but it's also caused a lot of issues and challenges throughout my life um, with that very strict fundamentalist ideology that was put on me from a very early age and me being gay and just a lot of other things about who I am and my personality and my lifestyle. It didn't align with that ideology and it's caused a lot of trauma and a lot of wounds and a lot of stuff that I've had to work through. And this most recent thing is actually something that's really big and uh, it's telling my parents about my spiritual beliefs and, uh, I've kind of done this. I've kind of hinted at the stuff that I believe in, and I've started talking more about my perspective and my ideas about everything, but I haven't fully explained it to them because I hadn't really felt a need or a desire to. But, you know, I was telling them about the podcast and they said they want to listen to it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I want them to listen to my work. Like, I want them to know what I'm doing. But then after that conversation had passed, I was like, wait, they're going to hear all of this stuff that's kind of in direct conflict with what they believe. And uh, that's just something that I'm 
prepared to do, but I'm not sure how to do it. So that's actually what I wanted to ask you about, Jordan, is I feel that this has brought up a wound for me, and I had subconsciously been living in a place where I still view myself as a child under direct authority of my parents. And I've always had this fear of letting my parents down. And uh, I remember as a child, I would do some things that I could see would hurt my mom specifically. I feel that my mom's a little bit more strict in her views than what my dad is. So I'm mostly worried about telling my mom this. And uh, I just remember always having a fear of growing up because I would see my mom get emotional whenever she would see me go through the ages or grow up or just kind of step into a new personality. Like I could always see her longing for the time when it was us and I was young and I was a baby and, uh, you know, it's just the two of us and uh, we were tackling everything together. And uh, as I grew up, I could see uh, her pain or her longing for that past life with us. And, uh, I recognize the other day that I'm still subconsciously living in that place where I'm afraid to be truly open and vulnerable with who I am to her because I don't want to see her get disappointed because I know that this is going to bring up a lot for her. Me saying, I don't fully agree with everything that you believe in and everything that you raised me to believe in. This is actually what I believe because she is very firm and her thinking, her ideology, like that is her base and her rock and her foundation. And I know that her thinking is going to be, since I'm not agreeing with everything that the Bible says, and I'm kind of going against some of that stuff, I'm afraid that she's going to think, oh, he's going to go to hell because of this. And uh, I have a feeling it's going to bring unnecessary worry to her. And uh, it also brought up the people-pleasing aspect of me, of me not wanting to fully be open and share everything with my parents or my family members in that regard. Like, my parents are the only ones in my family that know that I'm gay. I haven't come out to my grandparents yet. Like, that's been something that I just haven't been able to do. And uh, it's that part of disappointing the other person and wanting to make sure I don't bring another person's emotions down so I therefore bring my own emotions down and suppress my own emotions and view their emotions as more important than mine so by wanting to make sure I don't disrupt their lives I am in turn disrupting my life and uh, that's not really fair to me and talking through all of this has given me a greater understanding and perspective of it which I'm very thankful for but I guess what I want to ask you is, what's your advice on this? How would you suggest I move forward with putting myself first and, t and just detaching from that other person's emotions and not letting their disruption get me down? I have chills all down my body right now, Michael. I have so many insights through what you just said. And this is a, another prime example where mine and Michael's life mirrors each other pretty streamlessly because um, I was raised Southern Baptist in a Southern home with a Southern family with Southern mores, values and beliefs and traditions. And I know exactly what he's experiencing because it's the same in my family. Right. And 
you know, here's the first thing I'm going to say. Um, me and Michael are FaceTiming right now and right above Michael's head, and this like brings tears to my eyes because I feel it deep in my soul, is a poster that says Assassin of Youth. And <laughs> I really feel that his, his, this is a transformative moment for his old self, his, his younger self. And this is a sign in synchronicity right here in this episode that, you know, everything is aligning and it's perfect timing. And the first thing I told Michael, I think oh, when you told me this, you, he went on this bill basically earlier and I, I responded, but I'm not responding right now. We're going to record this. Um, but the first thing I pretty much said was, I'll give you a little bit. And I said, you know, you have to like, just put yourself out there because they're, you know, you're gonna say things, this podcast, our intention of this podcast was to share openly who we are, who, what we believe and our experiences and challenges and everything, right? To be open and vulnerable because it's gonna resonate with the people it's resonated with. We've shared this podcast with our closest friendships and relationships and they've all come back to us saying that it somehow connected to them in a, in a way that we weren't even expecting. We were just trying to get advice on it, right? But it always connected because we set that intention. And that's what I told him. I said, if your mom does listen to these podcasts, maybe there's something in here she needs to hear. Maybe it'll be us that is allowing them to open up their veil of illusion. Because you have to understand something, guys, too. It's not your parents' fault. They're they're doing this out of love. Michael didn't mention this in what he just said, but his mom and, and, and view yourself as a mother or a father and your child. And you have these strong beliefs about something that maybe it's how you're raised or however you got the beliefs. You have these strong beliefs about something and you feel that your son is going to go to hell and you just want him to go to heaven. That's coming from a place of love, not hate. And that's the first recognition that needs to be made is Sure, there may be challenges ahead. Sure, there may be challenges in this moment because of kind of exchanging that dynamic and energy, but it's going to be a mirroring energy. How you respond and react to your mother is exactly what is going to exchange and conspire. So in other words, what I'm saying is if you get in an argument and it becomes a combative, egotistical, you know, who's right, who's wrong, then yeah, that's probably not going to be productive. But if she just listens to your podcast where, you know, you can't even say anything to her, and she's just listening and sure, she may cut it off, but maybe she hears something that she doesn't have to tell you right away and it sits with her. It's it's not a who's right, who's wrong, because the people with religious beliefs aren't wrong. They are they have truth. All religions hold truth. All religions have truth in them. We have built a society around the walls of ego with lines of separation through religion and, and politics. And everyone is separated through these imaginary lines that do not exist. And if people were to open up the borders and the walls and the veils of their own mind and their own consciousness, they would see that it's all one. But it is not in our control to, to do that, to allow them to open it themselves. Some people are on that journey of self-awakening and some people are not. And I feel like it's just about letting go. It's, it's a letting go of the outcome and, and going towards the person that you want to be. You know, if you want to be the spiritual person expressing your spiritual beliefs, expressing your challenges and your wounds openly and publicly, that's who you should be. What comes of that shouldn't matter. It's what you want to and how you want to live your life, right? And just seeing this, this sign, like I see the blues and the reds and the colors. It just reminds me of politics and ego and just all this stuff with the assassin of your youth the assassin of your old way of doing things, the old way of how you used to think and 
and all this stuff. Like, I just feel like you're at this moment in time where the tide is turning. And yes, it's going to bring up stuff from your mom. I do feel that. But I also feel like what's going to come up is going to lead to a greater healing in both of you and a greater healing in y'all's relationship. I mean, how do you feel about that? I, I would agree with that. And that is the direction that I want to move forward in it because I would, because I do feel like for a while there's kind of been a disconnect in our relationship and I've worked a lot at trying to build it back up. Um, like overcoming all the wounds that I experienced when I was young that caused me to separate from my parents a bit as I feel it's natural uh, for a lot of people going through their teens and, you know, early life. And uh, I really do miss that connection that I had with them when I was young because they were like my best friends. We did everything together and I told them everything. But I think really the moment of departure for that was when I started developing my own ideas and my own beliefs and my own opinions and it differed from theirs. And uh, I feel like my mom especially comes at her views from a place of fear. So when I was two years old, my parents and I were in a very bad car accident. My dad died in the accident. My mom nearly died in it. She got very injured. I was safe in it, but I very easily could have been killed in it also. And so that really redirected the course of her life. And she said after that, the only thing that brought her comfort and peace was turning to the Bible and was praying and was really studying that word and building a foundation from that. And so I can understand the progression of her wanting to be solid in this foundation because that's where she found peace. That's where she found hope to move forward. And I'm like so happy for her that she did that. And she was able to find that thing that helped her move past that extremely traumatizing point in her life. But as with a lot of beliefs that we pick up throughout our lives, some beliefs aren't meant to stay forever and they're not meant to last with us forever. But the more that we hold on to that when it no longer aligns with who we are currently, the more and resistance we create and the more fear that that brings and the tighter that we feel we have to hold on to those beliefs. And so I feel like she really has made this very strict fundamentalist take on Christianity as her foundation. And she's afraid to open up to anything outside of those borders, whether that's, um, you know, she's not able to currently come to terms that maybe that's not the full truth. Or I, I just think she's developed a really big fear of, she's even told me this, like, she's like, I know that I'm going to go to heaven, but I don't know if all of the family is going to be. And the only thing that I want to do is make sure we're all up there together. And so it's that fear and kind of that savior complex of, I have to give this word to everyone. I have to make sure everyone believes the same thing that I do to make sure that we're all together once we die. Because if you don't believe what I believe exactly, then I believe you're going to go to hell and we're going to be separated forever. And that's not what I want. So let me ask you this. This matters to her you know, about making sure that all of the beliefs are aligned. Let me ask you this now, Michael, why does it matter to you that she changes her perspective? It's not that I want her to change her perspective. She can believe whatever she wants. I think 
the root fear in this for me is being my true self and that giving her fear or discomfort or something to worry about because the main thing yeah the main thing for me is this people-pleasing aspect of i do not want to say my belief if it's going to upset someone else i would rather keep it to myself and keep the peace and keep the calm but that doesn't create peace and calm within me that's big and uh, my fear with this is just coming from a place of I know that she's going to worry about this once she hears this, and I don't want to put that on her. And I know that I can't control how she reacts and how she responds to this and her beliefs about this. Like, I know I can't control that, but I know that I'll be the catalyst for it, and I know that it's really going to disrupt. Yeah, you don't want to make her struggle. I mean, that makes total sense. I mean, I have a personal experience like that with my family as well, and, you know, to to know that you know your actions are unintentionally causing someone else pain i'm trying to think of a personal example with this um it, i can't think of one for my own life i can think of one for someone in my life's you know and their relationship with their parents and their mom and i just know that it, it's it's hard because you know you're at that time where you're at the death of your youth right it's you know a, a mom's worst a time in life is probably when their son has grown up and becomes independent because, you know, they're not close to them anymore. And they're having to accept the fact of everything that the son wants to evolve into or the, the daughter or son wants to evolve into and whoever he, he or she may be. And if that interferes with beliefs or anything like that, it can cause a lot of hurt um, for both parties involved. And I know that feeling... Um, I don't know, like, I would say, I mean, I know what I told you earlier was to trust your gut. I'm trying to think of what I would do in this situation. So I, the closest thing I can think of is my coming out experience. And, you know, my dad, my dad didn't react well at all. He, um, I, I was out. It wasn't really a coming out experience. It was an outing experience. And I remember walking through the door with the Bible open on the, the chair and reading scriptures a b c d of like this is why you can't do that should do that and where you're gonna go and what god thinks you are because of that right and that hurt that hurt me a lot and it sent me on a long healing journey but to this day my dad still can't accept really truly who i am he's made leaps and bounds right but healing is is not a linear journey and it's just like what we talked about, Michael. I think we talked about it in an episode. If not, it was on the phone call or something. But you have to have the triggers to heal stuff. Your mom has to have these triggers of her son evolving into the person that he wants to be. And what, and, and it's just going to do things to her. It's not going to kill her. You know, it, it's going to cause discussions between you two. It's going to cause difficulty. It's about acting, I feel like, from a place of humility because I remember there's times where I blew up on my dad and I tried to argue back and said, no, here's what I believe that the Bible is trying to say with this and this, that, and the other. Instead of just being, instead of just loving him because that was the biggest lesson with my father is despite all of this, can I just love him? Can can Even if he shows me conditioned love with this one part of my life, can I still love him unconditionally because he doesn't love me unconditionally, right? And I'm not saying my dad doesn't love me unconditionally. I've realized that he really, truly does. And I, I don't know why this is coming out, Mike, because it's not really relating to your experience, but maybe there's something in here for you. But I remember 
you know, like I talked about in the episode about our relationship, this therapist came when I had the cheating wound happen. And that feel of that feeling of abandonment came up and all this stuff. And I had a whole depression episode with my sister's wedding, knowing that, you know, my family is not going to be there at my wedding because of their beliefs and that blockage and those blockages. And I did this healing session with Kim, my therapist, and we did some deep energy work. And she closed, she said, close your eyes, Jordan. And I want you to just think about the first time or just the most prominent experience. She didn't say the first time. She said the most prominent experience you remember where your dad showed you the most love. What do you remember? And I don't consciously remember this, but the only thing that comes to my mind, and I saw these visions, and I saw me coming out of my mom's womb, and um, just a fun fact about me, my dad delivered me in the delivery room because the nurse wasn't there. And when my dad helped me for the very first time, he felt this sense of love that no other man or woman will ever feel in his life. It's the closest connection you can get to God, to source energy, because God exists within that creation of a child. To create life on earth can only be made through God. It's why we were raised and, and we can feel that there's something so much greater out there. To have so much life in this world and to be able to create life, you know, it, that's the closest you could come to God. And so in that moment, the closest my dad came to God was me. He felt the most unconditional love in that moment to me. Now, when I started developing a personality, an ego, a person of my own, and I became a teenager and I became gay and I became, you know, very, you know, direct with my communication, it, it started creating a lot of healing between us because what once was unconditional love became this egotistical love that's very hard and challenging to navigate. But the best thing you can do is just show that person love. And it makes me think about the times now today that I don't show my dad that love. Because how can we expect something different from them if we don't show it to them ourselves? You know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean by that. And I think that, you know, that's something that's difficult on our part to have to do is to show this unconditional love to someone who's straight up telling you what you think is wrong, what you believe is wrong, and I do not agree with you, and I'm worried about you and your destiny now that you think differently from how I think. And I understand that, you know, our parents love us more than we'll ever know, and I know that everything they say is them doing their best they are doing the best that they know how to do and they're truly saying all of this from a place of love and a lot of it is coming from a place of fear but it is rooted in love and they do truly want the best for us and i think what makes it so challenging is we're pretty open-minded we're open to new perspectives we're open to like truly listening to what the other person has to say but I feel that our parents are very similar to where they're not open with that perspective. They're very closed off with the way that they think and the way that they view life. And they're just not willing or wanting to view things differently. Well, they developed a personality of their own, just like we have. They and did. their personality is different from our personality. Our ability to be open is not how they are. 
So working with that mirroring, quite frankly, mirroring energy, and all generations are pretty much like this, where the two generations split between their, like, how they were conditioned and raised and stuff. And so their designed personality types is different than ours, but it's quite frankly mirroring. It's just like what you're saying is, like, they're not open, but we are. And so we expect them to be open to our beliefs just because that's our personality. It's the mirroring energy. We're doing exactly what our parents are doing to us. And that's what I'm saying. We have to take a hard look in ourselves and start focusing on the love between the connection and the relationship itself. The love between you is what's going to heal you because God is love. And love is comes through healing, right? Or healing comes through love. I said that backwards. But love comes through healing. And, you know... If we focus on the love, I, I was told this too, and I was just blind to it at the time, but if you focus on the love between the connections, you'll see the healing conspire. You'll see it magically transform. But if you focus on the fear, you're you're fearful right now, Michael. You're fearful that this conversation is going to come for your mom. You're fearful of her hurting you. And she's fearful that you're going to go to hell. Y'all are having the mirroring energy right now, right? You see the dynamic. You see the healing that's about to conspire. Now stop having the fear. What if you can change that false evidence appearing real into love? How can you love that fear? How can you love her deeper through this? And that's where I am struggling with it because I'm going back to, I know that you can't make present decisions based on past experiences, but I'm going back to the previous times that I opened up to her about who I am. And granted, this was like years ago in high school when... Again, I didn't have a coming out experience. I was essentially forced to come out at a time that I wasn't ready to. And uh, I just remember like, you know, me coming home and telling my parents that I'm gay and about the guy that I was dating at the time. He was my first uh, boyfriend. And I just remember like my mom crying during all of it. And my dad was kind of accepting he was like you know that we don't agree with that but we're still going to love you regardless and then i remember just looking over at my mom and she was really crying and she was like but it's a sin literally just saying like i understand what you're saying but i'm very firm in my beliefs that this is wrong and uh, i'm not able to look past my beliefs and see you as a person i'm only viewing it from this perspective of right and wrong and you are in the wrong right now. And there were a, a couple of years after that, she did continue to try to like sway my beliefs, be like, Oh, well, what if you just like try talking to girls? What if you just tried going out with girls? Like she did try pretty hard to sway me. Yeah. Like sway me back into, Oh, like, you know, I don't think, that this is what it is and she even said i think that you choosing to be gay is causing a lot of your depression and anxiety and i remember it eventually just got to the point where i told her i was like i understand what you're saying but this is who i am and i really don't want to have these types of conversations with you anymore i this is how i am this is who i am nothing you say is going to be able to change that and i don't like having these conversations with you and i don't want to have them anymore i don't want to talk about it i just want to move past it and she said okay we can do that and we haven't talked about it since and i remember a more recent example of me telling them what i want to do for work being a psychedelic guy and an integration coach and 
I was explaining what all that meant. And I said that, you know, this can involve the use of LSD. And she started saying her beliefs based on her knowledge of what that substance does and that it makes you crazy. It makes you psychotic it makes people very unpredictable. Um, they'll lash out, they'll fight you. Like it's her only experience with it was from that very skewed narrative from the war on drugs. And uh, I, I just came out and I said, you know, like I do these substances and I explained to them why I did it and how I did it. And uh, they were actually way more accepting of it than what I thought they were going to be. And so because they got educated because exactly they actually saw, wait, my son's not crazy. He isn't going around beating people. He isn't like, you know, we, we were really conditioned as a society as a whole about drugs and substances and the use of substances. Um, and quite frankly, and this is going to be other episodes, but it's to block our healing. It's to block, a... you know, our evolution and connection to source because, you know, what grows on the ground, God grows things on the ground. I mean, everything that you need in earth to heal yourself, everything you need on, everything you need to heal yourself is on the earth. It grows in the earth. And that is a very good point that once they got educated from a different perspective, they were able to view things differently. And by having that direct experience of seeing how I act and me taking this, you know, substance that they had only heard very negative things about and me explaining it from my perspective of healing and self-exploration and them viewing and seeing firsthand how it's changed my life, I think that that prime example helped view helped them view things from a different perspective. And I think that I can hold on to that whenever it's time to have the conversation about my beliefs with them, because I've gotten a lot of messages over the past year. I have to come out to my family, to my grandparents. I have to be more open with myself, with my family. And the reason that we had kind of lost a relationship was strictly from my point of view, because I thought that I had to shut myself off. I thought that I had to hide myself because I was telling myself they're not going to be okay with it. And I, oh, it does. It literally does. And so by agreeing to those statements, I'm actually giving into the one thing that I don't want, which is a disconnect from my family. And the reason that the relationship wasn't stronger was that I wasn't putting in any work or effort to make it stronger. And so uh, I'm glad that you said that about kind of educating them and making them see it from a different perspective. And I really do feel that if I can, they've been pretty okay with everything that I've told them recently about my beliefs and my experiences and everything like, and I think that they also understand that I'm at the point where they can't really control the way that I, I think. And I think that they've kind of given up that battle to a certain extent and they're more okay with me viewing things the way that I do um, because they recognize I'm an adult. And so I'm feel that it's good to hold on to that aspect of not educating is not the right word, but explaining from my own perspective, which is literally the whole point of this podcast, explaining things from our own perspective. And it's through our personal experience that someone else is able to get bits of information. And so I feel that, huh? Uh, I, I feel that, you know, me coming at it from my own personal experience and me just being very honest and upfront about the way that I believe and how it's changed my life. 
I feel that they're going to be able to pick up on that energy and see this as a prime example that, you know, maybe there are ways of viewing things beyond what they initially thought. And maybe, you know, they can look at their fear that they have the way that I've been looking at my fear that I have and realize, you know, maybe fear isn't a limit, but it's just the beginning to something new. And uh, I feel that holding on to that that would be good going forward and not living in reaction of what happened in the past but putting out the intentions of what i want the future to be um because whatever you think is what's going to happen so uh, holding on to that love finding those common grounds finding that connection and just being able to detach from anything that they may say, knowing that everything they're saying is not because of me, but because of their own personal beliefs and their own personal limitations. I feel that that's very helpful going forward. Yeah. Energy is uh, only met with the energy given, you know, and so what you give to your mom energy wise in terms of how you go about this journey you're about to embark on or are embarking on is going to be the direct reflection that you're going to get back from her. Um, with the same energy and that I said that based on like you saying like your effort to reach out to them and to connect with them and you trying more and harder and stuff like they're only going to meet you where you meet them right and that's just the natural laws of energy it's not necessarily it's that it's conscious on both parties apart right I liked what you said about expecting them to meet you where you are um because that is kind of a belief that I had going into this of if they can't fully accept me and meet me where I am, because I'm not moving, they have to come to me. And if they don't, then that's, you know, showing on their part, they're not willing to, and, you know, just resistance from their part. But, you know, that's a direct mirror of exactly what I'm doing. I'm not willing to meet them halfway. I'm not willing to find that middle ground or that compromise or just be like, you know, we may disagree on this. If you ever want to talk about it in the future, we can, but I just wanted to be honest and open with you about where I am because of the type of work I'm going into. And I want you to be a part of this journey. So I think that that's a good place to end. This is it's very easy to get caught up in wanting other people to meet you where you are and feeling a sense of abandonment or a sense of not loving if they're not willing to come exactly to where you are. But it is all about finding those middle grounds, finding those common places, and, uh, you know, finding really meeting each other in the middle, which is where the love is. It takes action from both parts. And uh, it really is just about sticking to love, sticking to love as a foundation. And uh, when you connect and tap into that, you're able to achieve more because love is the highest vibration. If you're going to come at it from a place of hate or hurt or selfishness, you're not going to be able to rise from there because you're starting at such a low vibration. If you start at that high vibration of love, then that's when healing and understanding and connection can better happen because you're starting off at that high vibration, which is just going to be a jumping point to elevate and ascend even further. So I think that that's something very good to keep in mind. Start with love and it'll be a whole lot easier than if you start with hate and those lower vibrations. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, now, how do you feel? Like, how do you feel like where you once were when you started with the discussion to now? Like, how do you feel and like, what do you feel like you're going to do? 
you know, I still do have some anxiety and some uneasy feelings about going to them with it, but I feel that I have a better approach of how to do it because looking back, my initial approach would have been one of hate's not the right word, but of this is how I view things. If you do not view things my way, then I'm not willing to compromise and meet you, which is literally how I was expecting them to be. Yeah, I was about to say, is that literally not like I'm confused? Is that you or them? Because it looks like the same thing to me. Oh, exactly. It was the same thing. And I just wasn't aware of that. So one person has to evolve out of that cycle. You know, it's there's a little there's a little Instagram post I saw in time and it had four or five stars and a circle and a line connecting the stars. And the quote it said, I was captioned with, I noticed the pattern and I broke the cycle. Uh, Someone has to notice the pattern happening. Someone has to notice the wound and the trigger and the healing that needs to conspire. And you do, you recognize it. Now it's up to you if it's not going to be hurt to break the cycle and transform this relationship. You know, focus on the love, focus on not acting that way and not saying, you know, from a place of ego, like, you know, this is my beliefs. You have to at least understand me. No, just focus on that love, share that love between the two. And I I guarantee you from my personal experience, when you focus on the love in a relationship, you'll be mind blown at the healing that takes place. You will, because it's the highest vibration. Love heals all things. It does. Without love, you can't heal. You have to love something in order to heal it. In order to heal our, our coming out experiences, we had to love that we were gay, you know? And I'm not saying that we're prideful or that we love ourselves, that we are gay because it brought a lot of challenges, but it's that fact of acceptance because in the end, Love is acceptance too. When you accept something for how it is and how it presents itself, that's when you can finally get the peace and closure you need to break the to break the pattern. You're exactly right. And I think that, you know, that's a really good reminder for going forward with any type of situation or conflict or just anywhere that you want to go. So I feel that, you know, we both learned a lot with this and we both got some stuff that we can continue to go forward with. And uh, I just want to close this out because I have my notebook here that I've been writing down in and it just randomly flipped to this page. And uh, it's from a couple of months ago when I recorded this ketamine meditation that I went on. I can't remember exactly what I wanted to accomplish with this, but I was going into this doing some deep healing work and the feelings that I got from it were pretty profound and um, I realized what I wanted to. And uh, I have a little starred here um, with one of the sentences and it says, lovely memories for my life came to me. And uh, I think that's really important to remember is to go back to those memories of love with my family, those memories of feeling connected, those memories of full and complete acceptance, whatever it was, and not seeing any differences, but just seeing that family love, that soul love that we have. And uh, I think coming at it from that place instead of a place of they're going to be hurt. I'm going to be hurt. We're not going to understand. It's not going to happen. Like really starting from a place of that high love vibration that will impact how the conversation will go because that's where I want it to head. And uh, you have to start at that place if that's where you want it to go. And I want to say one thing because that when you said your notebook, I was like, wait a sec. I picked up this brand new notebook of my desk drawer that I was given as a gift for my birthday. And it's actually kind of a religious notebook. And um, the title of the notebook itself says Faith Moves Mountains. But 
on each page, there's a Bible verse, right? <laughs> and this Bible verse, I was writing all of our notes down on the page that we were writing our notes down on for this episode. Get this, Michael. It's Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. <laughs> and now what I want to say about those who aren't religious or, or can't really relate to the Bible because of that disconnect, because I know how that feels when you disconnect from the Bible because of your upbringing. Read this from a place of spiritual source perspective. Trust and source with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge love and that shall direct your paths. Exactly. And that is just such a good reminder uh, going forward and where we have to, we, we spiral to here, trust and source and you will not be led astray. So reminder going forward, trust and love, trust and source. Um, they are the same. And with that, I think that, you know, we're ending on this high vibrational place of love and let's just go from here. And that is exactly it. Uh, do whatever comes our way. <laughs> yeah, that's it guys. We'll see you next time on the divine spiral. We'll see ya.